0: Muma of SB Nation's Back in the Pack is our special guest. It's time for an NC State football preview. This is ACC Nation. I'm Jim Quist. That's Will Oginen. Welcome, Stephen. We appreciate you joining us.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. The Pack continues to edge closer to being all that and a bag of chips in the ACC. This could (laughs) very well be the year though that an apple is tossed in for good measure. Uh (laughs) <laughs> apple, that apple being golden, having ACC championship engraved on it. If you ask around, you're going to hear uh, lots of things. That primarily, there's one thing keeping them from it Clemson. Well, let's take a slightly different approach here, Stephen. What about if that one thing isn't Clemson? Look, they've got the personnel, they've got the drive they've really got it kind of figured out here. It's, it's all coming together. A lot of people are convinced this could be the year. So that one thing, what if it was NC state themselves? Could they actually get in the way of themselves winning an ACC championship this year?
1: I would never rule out that possibility. Uh, (laughs) It seems like whenever you have to, whenever you talk about NC state doing something, unprecedented or something that hasn't been done in a long, long time. Of course, there's always that kind of elephant in the room, whether it's, uh, just how will they find a way to screw it up? Um, it's one of those things where they've ha- been in positions where they could either make the ACC title game in the past, uh, or make a serious run at winning the conference. And they've just kind of blown it regardless of the situation, no matter who's the quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, that could happen. And the other thing too, with this year, is there's so many good quarterbacks in the, in the league, uh, there's a number of teams that could come, you know, come out of nowhere and bite you on a given week uh, with that potential, no matter their weaknesses elsewhere. Um, So that's another thing um, to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, But yeah, whether it's turnovers, it could be uh, unfortunate turnover margin, uh, uh, lack of a running game, uh, a variety of other weird things that could happen that could potentially sink NC state this year themselves.
0: All right. Let's, let's toss out the, uh, the negative approach here, and let's go with the positive. Like I said before, there's just so many positives here, Um, you know, top to bottom, all the way through. I look at this team and I go, I see this team taking the ACC. Now, that's my opinion, and there's a lot of people who are not going to agree with that, but I'm just saying I think think it's all there. I think it's that. All that, the chips, the apple, and maybe more. Um, let's take that approach to it. And, and what are your thoughts along that line?
1: Yeah, I think the main thing is, is well, there's all these good quarterbacks within the league. Um, It'sy State is certainly among the best positions to handle them, just with its defense and everything they have coming back on that side of the ball. We know that group was good last year, even with some guys getting banged up, maybe a top 15, top 20 group regardless. If they stay healthy, there's no reason they shouldn't be at least that good again. So I think that if there's one primary source of optimism optimism saying this could be different, it's definitely that that defense is totally legit. And uh, if Clemson gets off to a bit of a slow start kind of the way last year went, NC State is fortunate enough to play them early again. So that could make a difference as well.
0: All right. I have one last question before we get into the the details with Will. Um, This – preseason polling which i i tend to always cringe every time i look at it um and it is what it is right it's it's something that we we have we do and we'll continue to do because eyes right okay so but nc state is is ranked pretty high in this this way too early top 25
1: your gut reaction to that yeah, it it depends. I think the team has a potential to be a top ten team. I wouldn't start it there, mainly because of the question marks on the offensive side of the ball. But do I think this team is a top twenty team for sure? Yeah, I would definitely think that's fair.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Well, it's all
2: yours. Yeah, so let's get into this. Is um, you know Devin Leary obviously coming off a season where he threw thirty five touchdowns, five picks, was named preseason player of the year, and I think to some people it was probably a bit of a shock, but he was. I think he was asked to do a lot more than expected last year, given the, as you mentioned, the running game kind of, you know, not living up to expectations, but given the, the questions surrounding the running game, which we'll get into in a moment, do you expect him to have, you know, a lot put on his shoulders again this year?
1: I think that's a pretty fair assumption going in. Um, The running back situation is is easily the biggest question mark that the the offense is facing this year uh, with really just not a ton of proven experience there. Um so yeah, I would think that they'll lean heavily on him once again, if not more so.
2: Yeah, that running back, the running back room you mentioned, obviously, you know, a couple of real stud running backs are gone. Ricky Person and Bam Knight are, are gone now. And if you don't follow NC State football very closely, what they like to do is they love to use two running backs. Um they sometimes three with and we'll see Jordan Houston back this year with uh you know he's been there for a while it's kind of his turn now but who might be the other back that you could we could see in that rotation
1: yeah that that is really something that we're going to be keeping an eye on here as, as camp gets underway this week um it's a lot of a lot of younger guys guys who haven't really had an opportunity to show what they can do uh in the 2 deep um i i would say it's interesting that on the one hand, there's there's this little experience on paper, but on the other hand, the coaching staff also did not prioritize bringing in like a transfer uh, running back out of the portal this offseason, which seems to tell me that they're pretty comfortable with what they have talent-wise. It's just a matter of who emerges, um, aside from Jordan Houston, who probably is not a guy who's been a, who, prob- who may start, but is definitely not a guy who you're going to see get a ton of carries every week, because as, as you mentioned, they do like to split those carries. Um, there's guys like Delbert Mims, uh, Demi Sumo, who's been kind of a, a practice hero for a little while here. Um, haven't really played a ton. Mims um, has played a little bit, uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's really anybody's guess at this point.
2: The wide receiver is a, you know, it's still a pretty solid core, even with the Mecca and Meezy gone. Thayer Thomas is back, Devin Carter's back. Picked up Daryl Jones out of the transfer portal, portal but Porter Rooks you know, is also somebody that made some big big time plays as a freshman. So even with the M- Mezzi gone, this still looks like a real solid unit.
1: Yeah, I think they'll be okay. And they return experience at tight end as well. Um, so they've got a pretty solid, versatile group here. Nobody so far that is is a, an obvious deep threat consistently, but that's kind of been an issue for the last several years anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I think they'll be okay. They'll miss some Mezzi's physical attributes. It's is sure hands, that type of thing. Uh, the experience, obviously, it's, it's impossible to replace that type of thing. But, yeah, I think they'll be okay.
2: Really, the only question on the offensive line is a tackle. Um, there's one of the things, the things we probably figure is you'll probably see uh, Bryson Spee start on one, one side. I'm not really sure which side yet because he's versatile enough that he can play either left or right tackle. So, how do you – do, do you see, uh, where do you see that that playing out right now?
1: Yeah, that is the other, obviously, the, the, the big lingering question is, how do you replace your uh, former All-American left tackle um, and protect Evan Leary's blind side there? Uh, yeah, I think um, there's a few different guys, as you mentioned, who could potentially fill in there. And I think that's another thing that they're just going to have to sort through uh, who fits their best. Um, they've had... Guys that have played both sides of the line before uh, in the last couple of years get some experience that way. Um, and they do return a decent amount of experience anyway, but they don't have to worry, at least at center. They're, they're fine. Um, a couple of the guard spots that should be okay. Um, so, yeah, I think there may be a little bit of shuffling uh, through this through this ball camp, I'd imagine. But um, we'll just have to see who eventually emerges into that spot.
0: Before we delve into the defensive side of things, because there's a lot to look at there, and, and you've kind of given us a, a little a, a little view earlier about that, um, let's talk about special teams for a second. Uh, special teams, to me, for this team, may be, I always say it's the small things that will kill you or that will save you. It's not the hand grenade that you have to worry about. It's the fact that you left the pin out. (laughs) And so in this case, the pin, I kind of feel like the pin for NC state might be special teams and how they perform there this year. I think it could come down to winning games all based on how special teams perform. Uh, and, And Let's take a look at the, the kicking game and, uh, and, and coverage a little bit here because I, th- I think those are going to be really key elements to the pack uh, going beyond nine wins.
1: Yeah, that's it's one thing I'm not uh, super concerned about. I thought place kicker Christopher Dunn, maybe he didn't quite live up to expectations that he's, he's kind of set for himself in terms of his consistency. Um, the Clemson performance being the, the notable um, evidence of that last year, um, yeah. missing a few kicks in the clutch that made that game last longer than it needed to. Um, but in general, he doesn't—he doesn't worry me. He's been around for a while. He's got a lot of experience. They do—they are going to have to weather um, putting in a new punter, seeing how that goes. But they have one of the more experienced um, snappers, long snappers in the in the college game. Um, so that helps. They also have to replace Bam Knight's produ- production returning kicks on kickoffs. Um, he was certainly a difference maker there on a few occasions. So that would be the other thing. But in general, I think the kicking game will be okay.
0: Good. Um, I, you know, I, I keep going back to to the last couple of years in, in Bam Knight. And and, uh, and and then when you start thinking about having to replace a punter sometimes, especially if you have somebody who's a freshman coming in but if you've got somebody who's sophomore or older you typically get a little seasoning there so that that's important do you think there's some competition there for for punter uh this year
1: uh it's a possibility but they brought in a graduate transfer um this off season to to kind of and to settle that issue that you mentioned about experience yeah. uh shane mcdonough he's a grad student he went to towson last year um he, probably will be the one to step into those shoes, I think. So that, that, that would
0: make me feel a lot better as a fan. (laughs) That's just, just one of those little things that you always worry about because it always adds up. Let me, let me talk about the schedule here real quickly. Um, uh, Just, just in general, where do you see the most significant challenges? Take three games out of the entire schedule, three games that worry you the most.
1: Clemson, of course, we can, can set that aside if you want. Um, (laughs) wake forest is always a problem for NC state, especially, uh, with Sam Hartman. I mean, there's, there's no reason to think after what they did last year that they can't come right back and do that again. Mm -hmm. Um, Sam Hartman, I feel like easily could have been named the first team all ACC quarterback. And I would not have had a problem with that at all. Um, Playing at North Carolina, again, that time of the year is kind of what's scary about that game, is there could be a lot riding on that outcome. And who knows, maybe by that point, um, things have gone awry for one of these two teams. Maybe North Carolina's new quarterback doesn't work out too well. Uh, We'll see. But as it it looks now, it's kind of a scary final road trip there. Um, You know, things like that. Uh, The the opener against East Carolina is a little bit... uh, a little bit worrisome because that's going to be an insane atmosphere for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> and a, and a good team too. That's uh, yeah, on, yeah, the, on the, on the road. Pretty good. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to, to that game um, from the competitive nature of, of things that that game should be a real uh, barn burner, especially since it's,
2: you know, Carolina centric. So. Uh, right. Well, Okay, let's get into this defense. I don't think people realize just how good this defense was last year. Um they were no worse than 3rd in the league in pretty much every statistical category that that you can think of. Um at least in, in terms of against the pass, the run, points allowed. And this this defense to me has a ch- it will will be a lot better this year. And it's not just because of all the the uh starters they have back, especially a linebacker obviously, um, Drake Thomas is a stud, and obviously Isaiah Moore's been solid. But Peyton Wilson's back, and you know, for those of you who aren't familiar with Peyton Wilson, this guy was—if you see what um, what uh, Thomas did last season, 100 tackles, six sacks—that's basically what uh, Wilson did in 2020. So this linebacker, I—I don't think I'm out in the field saying this is probably the best linebacking core in the ACC right here.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm sure there's some Clemson fans that wouldn't. But, yeah, it's, it's really it's those two teams, one and two, one one way or the other. But, uh, yeah, if they're healthy, uh, Peyton, Peyton Wilson has proven what he can do. As you said, he had over 100 tackles in 2020. Drake Thomas last year, he really had to step up into a leadership role within that group once those two guys went down, um, Peyton Wilson and Isaiah Moore, once they both got hurt. Um, And the team missed Wilson for nearly the entire season uh, more for a little bit less. Uh, So, you know, it it was helpful in that sense that it it got Drake Thomas kind of some, it put him into a situation where he kind of had to take that lead dog role. I think that'll help him this year as well. But man, yeah, all of those guys have been really, really solid. They've got lots of experience. They're talented. um, They know what they're doing. uh, They're disruptive. And that's really, the obvious strength of this defense, which is very good at, at all three levels.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned the secondary is really good. Tanner Ingle, I believe was first team all ACC last season, a guy who was second on the team in tackles with 82. And it's not just him. This is this, just this whole secondary turns a ton of starts and it should, it should be just as good this season.
1: Yeah. I love this group for a long time at, at NC state. It was, it felt like Dave one was always dealing with some sort of depth issue in the secondary, whether that was just through attrition roster wise or through injuries that happened during the year. Um, and there was a little bit of that last year injury wise, but this year, um, yeah, I mean, just, there's so many guys who can contribute effectively Derek Pitts, Shaheen battles, outstanding at corner uh, just yeah, Tanner Engel, of course, Mr. Heat seeking missile out of the secondary there uh, just a lot of different ways that, that those guys can contribute and play and help this team win.
2: Really the only question uh, on this defense is who gets to the quarterback and a couple of guys are gone, Daniel Joseph and Lee and Vi Jones, they combined for 11 sacks. Um, so that is a real good, big question. But one of the, one of the guys I think could really step up this year is uh, Devin van. He had four sacks as a freshman. That guy looks like he's going to be uh, somebody that, uh, you know, we, we're going to be watching on draft boards in a couple of years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's you're absolutely right. That's that's a question for sure. Um the team will should will be fine up the middle, uh led by Corey Jordan there at tackle. But yeah, it's, it's coming up the edge, maybe getting a little bit more pressure there without having to bring the linebackers this season um, would be something that w- would help for sure. Um, Devin Van definitely um I think without question, Savion Jackson is someone to watch as well. A guy who is a former blue chip prospect who's kind of slowly been able to work his way into the rotation um, as some other guys have, have left. Um, so things like that. Yeah. It'll be who develops really at defensive end. And another thing that will be enlightening about camp is deciding where those guys line up in the two deep.
0: All right, let's get, let's get into the entire schedule now, rather than uh, the, the little preview that we got into that East Carolina game. Again, I'm really looking forward to that. Cause I think that's a big test game for the pack. Um, I I don't think that I I can't see that as being a loss by any stretch, but I mean, it's going to be competitive, uh, especially since it's number one. Um, after that is Charleston Southern, uh, Texas tech. That could be interesting. Uh, your thoughts on that game.
1: Yeah. I think Texas tech is going to definitely bring some challenges for sure for this defense. um, I, in the end, I don't think it you say, loses that game. I think ultimately it stays just too much better in too many places, but you know, that's, that's definitely another potential tester and then on conference.
0: Yeah. Uh, up next, it'd be UConn. I, I hate to say it, but that sort of speaks for itself. Um, <laughs> yeah. you
1: know, you know Poor UConn. Yeah. I don't, I don't like <laughs> yeah, the
0: no, just... like diss <laughs> teams or players, but, I mean,
1: you know. but yeah. Ah. yeah.
0: All right. And then we get into this game that, um, everybody's really looking forward to at least preseason, October 1st, it's Clemson and that's going to be at death Valley. So that's going to be a real challenge. Um, what, what do you see as being the key to, to a win against Clemson?
1: Yeah, you, you know, I thought the game last year is, is easily over in regulation. Uh, I thought NC State was definitely better. Uh, the game definitely ends in regulation if Christopher Dunn can make a kick or two. Uh, so it's just, a, I think, a matter of just not making, not kicking yourself Um on the road in, in front of that crowd, you know, not making not making big mistakes, which is something I think we can expect Devin Leary not to do. Uh, the defense, the thing that is just always that kind of security blanket is the defense that's just going to travel no matter what. No matter where you play, that defense is going to be there um, and it's going to be solid. So NC State has that foundation to kind of work with no matter what. I mean, is, I think the question we all have is uh, DJ Ungulale, Is he going to be better this year? Is he going to be about the same? Um, how much difference does it make that they have new coordinators on offense and defense, things like that. How many issues do they have because of that early in the year, if any, Um, those would be the main things for me.
0: And you got to pull out your DJ dice, put them in your hand, blow on them and roll and see what happens. (laughs) That's that's the only way I can even uh, talk about, uh, about what that might be. The next game up, I think, could be interesting because we're not 100% sure where this team is going. We think it's going up. But Florida State could uh, present a challenge. But it's at home. So could be a good turnout uh, for home fans and maybe a big win. But it's a team that you got to watch.
1: Absolutely. I mean, no matter what with Florida State, the thing is they always – recruited a level where they're going to have pretty good talent, no matter what they may be going through, um, in a bigger picture basis. Also Jordan Travis tends to get overlooked because of everybody else, at quarterback in this league, he's pretty darn good when he's healthy as well. Yeah. Um, and and, you know, this is one of those games coming right after Clemson that NC state needs to be careful about.
0: Indeed. Um, next to travel to, to Syracuse. And, and even though Syracuse has over the last few years, not been, uh, really a team to be overly concerned about in some ways. Again, if you go to Syracuse, that's where you can drop one in a heartbeat, especially if you're coming off a couple of big games. So some thoughts there.
1: Yeah. And NC State has been a victim of that that road trip um, in recent years. Um, as long as Syracuse has Sean Tucker, I think they, they, they have reason to give you some worry. Uh, it's just a matter of, of can they figure out how to throw the ball a little bit better this year. But, you know, road games, I think in general, you're always going to be a little bit nervous until things kind of settle down you get into the, get into the game and kind of see how everything matches up. Yeah,
0: very true. Uh, end of the season is, is entertaining to say the least. The, the last couple of games, uh, the first one, October 27th, was a Thursday night game, Virginia tech. That's going to be at home. There should be a lot of, of, uh, different colors in the stands i think for that one because it is relatively close to blacksburg so that's a that's a mix-up and we're not 100 percent sure what uh, brent pry has going on there uh people are giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying well it's a first year but you never know with virginia tech your thoughts
1: yeah big big question marks across the board there just one of those things where you got to kind of let them feel themselves out a little bit early in the year and see how it goes from there. I think looking at it from here at the, at the beginning of August, I feel like that's a pretty clear case where NC state should win that game. Not, not by a lot, but comfortably, maybe a couple of scores.
0: It's a win. Um, Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Not necessarily a blowout situation, but yeah, Virginia Tech, uh, again, one of those teams where the baseline talent is usually decent, uh, but just a matter of how well Brent Pry integrates everybody into his his new schemes and how things kind of turn out at quarterback for them. That's obviously been a substantial issue of theirs for a long time now. It seems like.
0: I think the thing that makes it will we'll make this actually easier because every time we, we talk with people about teams uh, there's this realization, at least on my part uh, I can't speak for will, but that the league seems to be a little, there seems to be a little bit more parity among more teams and so it's going to be more competitive. So when we talk like you know Virginia Tech, it's going to be competitive, and you know I don't I don't envision any blowouts this season for for anybody to be frank, unless you know it's the lower tier of of the ACC. Um, right. This this game with Wake Forest this is this is going to be a monster, um, in state rivalry, and I'm uh, everybody travels and it's it's going to be crazy. Um, you gave us a little bit of a preview on that one. Anything else you want to throw in there?
1: It is going to be exciting. And it's also just kind of terrifying to contemplate at the same time, <laughs> uh, because Sam Hartman is so good. And that, that receiving quarter they have is very, very good as well. I don't think it's hard to think of a team that better maximizes its talent on the offensive side of the ball than Wake Forest does in this league. Um, uh, so NC State actually did a decent job against Sam Hartman last year. It didn't matter. Uh, it didn't matter. Um, so we'll see if they've got some new wrinkles defensively this time around to, to try to make that count more. Um, but, yeah, that, that easily could be an, another high-scoring game like we saw in Winston-Salem last year. The good news is, at least, that NC State's been able to beat Wake Forest at home. It's just been those games in Winston-Salem that have been a huge problem.
0: Yep, home field advantage, you can't beat it. Uh, Boston College is uh, up next. Just three home games, back-to-back-to-back there. Uh, Great advantage for the pack, for sure. Boston College has got a lot of talent there, and I think some teams are overlooking um, the Eagles this season, uh, much uh, maybe to their detriment. We'll see. What are your thoughts on, on Boston College?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's another case of a team that can be dangerous because they have a pretty good quarterback, at least when he's healthy. Bill Dracovic tends to be pretty good. Zay Flower is obviously one of the best wide receivers in the ACC, so they can hurt you. Uh, there's really, within the Atlantic schedule, there's you know, there's not a lot of weeks you can just take off and say, well, their quarterback stinks. These guys don't have anybody that can hurt us. Uh, there's a lot of teams, Boston College is one of them, potentially, where a quarterback can keep them in a the game in an upset situation, so that's just this is just another one of those
0: Uh, next is at Louisville. That's uh, that could be a a real challenge as, as well.
1: I expect that to be one of the more difficult games of this entire schedule because I like Malik Cunningham so much. Uh, Love what he does there, both with his feet and his arm. Uh, He's another guy who kind of just gets overlooked. I think just because of uh, the other quarterbacks that are in this league. Uh, But to me, he's right, right there near the top uh, just a Really, really tough guy uh, to, to slow down, let alone shut down. Um, and they're going to get their points. I think they'll be better this year than they looked last year. Um, they've had some bad luck, too, that they have to work through. But, uh, yeah, that that game on the road, that'll be tough.
0: And then that final, uh, just a, a few miles down the road at Chapel Hill against North Carolina, as you point out, this could be all about whether that new quarterback is is doing the thing has come, you know, it's all clicking or not. So Right.
1: Yeah. That's what we got to find out. Um, <laughs> hope things maybe are a little bit difficult over there this year, but I don't know if that's a safe assumption considering uh, some of the quarterbacks that Mac Brown has recruited there. Um, again, they'll have a good amount of talent. They've got Josh Downs, a wide receiver to help out. Uh, no reason why they shouldn't at least be good enough to, to get back to a bowl game. If it's not better than that. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of potential headaches on this schedule. Just also a lot of question marks.
0: Um, let me let me put you on the spot here. Do you do you see uh, do you see the Wolfpack in the ACC championship
1: game? I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I, can't I would like to I believe that it's very, very, very within the realm of possibility. I'm not going to predict it, though. Can't. I just can't do it.
0: I th- just, I, I, I'll, I'll believe I, it when I see it. I thought that maybe I'd worn you down enough <laughs> and got you to the point where maybe I could slip one by you. Uh, it's, it's not going to work. You're too, too quick for me, man. Uh, <laughs> i tell you, uh, good stuff. That's a, a, a good view. And, and I, to be frank with you, uh, it looks to me like, uh, if, if you're a Wolfpack football fan, this is going to be an exciting year. I, I would be really pumped if, if oh, yeah. I were, yeah, I mean, I, I would be buying tickets left and right to be at games uh, this season because I, I wouldn't want to miss it. I think there's a, I think there's a nice ride about to happen and uh the is going to look even more interesting as well. So
1: I hope uh, you're right. <laughs> <it's> a- <laughs> I hope you're right.
0: Well, so so do a lot of other people. We'll, we'll find out, uh, and, and I've got the I, I've got a, a group of of naysayers over here on one in one ear, and and a lot of people going yes, somebody believes in us on the other side. So it's all good, it's all good. Hey, you can take ACC Nation with you by subscribing to our podcast on your favorite platform. Worldwide listeners on ACC Nation Radio, be sure to subscribe as well, and you can watch us on YouTube at ACC Nation. Like, subscribe, and follow us for the latest ACC plus one football previews and a lot more. And Stephen Muma of SB Nation's Backing the Pack has been our special guest with an NC State football preview. We invite you to follow him on Twitter and also to make sure those of you subscribe to Backing the Pack because there's, man, right now... There's just a ton of articles that Stephen's been writing and uh, getting you prepared for the excitement of college football, which is, hey, we're in August, my friends. We're there. So uh, (laughs) I I would uh, go and check that out. Stephen, hey, thank you so much for joining us and coming on and giving us a a great, great view of what uh, the pack has in store for everyone
1: shit y'all having me thanks